Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest is a wellness instructor. She is a podcast host. She's an amazing person, so I'd love to introduce Jessica Schiller Silverman. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for asking, David. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast today. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, uh, I know we bounced around uh, through finding each other through podcast hosts and, and things like that, and I, I, I saw how exciting you your your practices, your your. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Would you share exactly what you do and even about your podcast? Sure, my podcast is all intertwined to it. Uh, so I'll start there. I am the host of the Alive podcast. Alive is actually an acronym. I know you're big on acronyms as well. Yes. We'll talk about it in a bit. Uh, so Alive itself embodies the energy right of coming alive, as well as it's an acronym which stands for Alignment of Love, Inspiration, Vitality and energy. So the work I do is very much centered into finding yourself, right? Wellness, emotional, spiritual, and physically through a process of coming alive, right? Alive, not meaning that you're going to feel energetic every single day, but it's about embracing the highs and lows of life as one, right? Again, the spirit of, right? The masculine and the feminine, I equate everything to nature. Everything is in, in balance, right? We have the sun and the moon, right? We have light, we have darkness, we have happiness, we have sadness. But I think most of humanity only strives for one thing instead of embracing, right? The unit as a whole. And so a lot of my practice is this very holistic, right? And whole picture view of what it means to truly be alive in this human body, in this human experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really is all about the balance and finding that, that, and everybody goes perfect balance. There is no perfect balance. That's what balance is, right? It's about exactly. having that off center and knowing how to, to rebalance yourself if you're too far one or too far the other way. Exactly, exactly. It's a constant recalibration of your choices, mm-hmm. right? And really the thoughts first, then there's the choice. And then, of course, it's an action. So a lot of the work I do is centered around first mental wellness, right? Because everything starts with a thought. And then it's about bringing that into action, right? Because again, to think about one thing and to not act creates cognitive dissonance, right? Where we mm-hmm. think about, we want to do something, we want to quit our job, we want you know, a new life, or we want to attract abundance, but we don't have it. So it's about aligning the two energies where thoughts become reality, right? And it's not to say that it's going to happen overnight, but it's a process, right? It's a practice. That's why they call it practice, yeah, no, definitely. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's what we have to always remind people that changes don't happen just overnight. You can make a decision overnight, but the change really is a intention. You have to put those intentions as positive as you can through that and, you know, figure out. And I love the, because I use the word recalibration all the time because you have to see what works for you and what doesn't. So what are the, some exactly. of the things that work for you for in, in on the mental health wellness piece? Thank you. Yeah. And and I'm glad you said that what works for you, because a lot of what I do and really what I preach, especially with mental wellness, is you have to find what works for you. I could tell you on my podcast what brings me peace and love, for instance. Right. But it may not bring you peace and love, David, or it may not bring the listener. They may not resonate with that particular topic. 
But I think from listening to other stories, and, and this has happened for me personally, podcasting is what inspired me to step away. And that's why I'm very passionate on my own show and about speaking on other shows, because it can change your life. Someone listening to this episode or any of your episodes, that can spark a change. It may not be necessarily what you did, but it gives them the idea. For instance, I'll give you a simple example. I could talk about my father, but you're not going to think about my father. You're going to think about your father, right? Or somebody listening, right? Everybody relates, right? Relationship in relation to their own life. So when I say what works for me, it doesn't mean it's the golden rule, right? Like this is what you have to do, right? To achieve balance and sustainability. But for me personally, and I just wanted to, to share that caveat before, because personally, I always felt pressured. If I listened to a show, I had to capture every single thing. Well, if it worked for David, well, it's going to work for me, right? I got to follow this five-step formula. And I think it's beautiful to have that structure, but I think it gives you an idea. And I always inspire people to take what I advise, take what your mentors advise you and make it your own, right? Think of how that relates to your current life and how you can really make it a personal experience, Um, So what really works for me in the mental wellness space is number one, having a morning routine, starting my day in a way that is completely connected to stillness, to silence, and to my own inner voice. We live in a world that is so full of distractions now more than ever, right? Social media, the state of the world. I mean, I don't have to really spell it out for, for you and your listeners, but it's really important in this space where everything around us is sort of chaos to keep your inner self to have a practice where you start the day in complete silence. So for me, I have the luxury of having my own business. That's about two hours a day. That's why I say like, not everybody has two hours a day to drink lemon water, meditate and pull tarot cards and read their astrology and do journaling, right? But pick one of those things. For me, I started this path while I was in my corporate job in San Francisco, commuting three hours a day. So I'm working about 10 hours, commuting three. It doesn't really leave a whole lot of time to focus right on my mental wellness. So I just started the day with five minutes, 10 minutes of meditation. And then I would read a short book. Actually, it's Mark Nepo's book called The Book of Awakening, where it's like a passage a day, a fable, a story to inspire you, sort of a message of the day, right? A mantra. And so that's really how I start my day every day. And it's pivotal. That's my non, you speak about non-negotiables. I have to have my morning in silence. My husband and I both work from home. So I need to not have him involved in my morning, right? Like I don't even see him for those first couple of hours. I really just need to hear myself speak. I actually have a picture um, here in my office. It's a canvas of the branding of my podcast. It says live vibrant on it, which also is one of my big themes and mantras and programs. And on the headphone, it says, listen to the whispers within. There's sort of a little message or listen to the whispers within. And so I think that is something that is so important is to hear your own voice and to actually act on that, right? Whatever is is downloaded in your mind, whatever thoughts you think, they're valid and they're real, right? So don't discount whatever whispers you have on a day-to-day basis. So that's something that, that really works for me. Secondly, it's spending, I'm, I'm a Taurus, so that's an earth sign, <laughs> very grounded in nature. I need to spend time, and I never knew why this was, right? I mean, we are nature, right? Our bodies are 70% water. We are creations of the earth. But some people especially need more time than that. So every day, it's, it's after I have my morning, I have breakfast, I get outside. 
you know, and whatever that is, maybe it's just a, a quick walk around the block. Maybe it's just half a mile. Maybe it's just outside to take a, a breath of fresh air, but spending regular time in nature disconnected, not with your phone, not even on a walk. Sometimes my husband like spending time alone again, where you can really just be present, where you can actually hear the wind, where you can actually hear the birds, right? Really just an act of complete presence. Uh, a little exercise I like to share with clients and something I personally use is called the five senses. Whenever you feel yourself, your mind kind of running away. Again, I have a very overactive mind, right? There's a lot going on. We're all overwhelmed. How do you bring yourself back? Five senses, right? What do I see, hear, taste, touch, smell in the current moment, right? Like right now, I see my glass of water, right? Even amidst a conversation, I have a moment of presence even in talking to you. And that's something that's really, really important to me. Um, and then two more things, making choices that feel right for me. And so again, speaking of mental wellness, it's that cognitive dissonance. And, and this is actually something personally I've been going through ever since the pandemic started. It's this working on the guilt and the shame and I should be doing this, right? But I want to be doing that. And so I think it's really important to make choices that make you feel alive, right? Every single day, not to, again, be consumed by everyone and everything around you and to really set those boundaries around what, what is precious to you, right? And again, lastly, that fuels the last point, which is your purpose, right? I think everyone, I have a freebie on my site. Uh, it's based on the Japanese concept called Ikigai, which translates to your reason for being. And there's actually, if you Google, there's a Nestle commercial where they show everyone in Japan, right? Which is a blue zone, which means people that live close to 100, right? They have amazing longevity. Why is that? Because they know their ikigai. They know their purpose. I have goosebumps to say it. They know their reason for living, their reason for being. And you see everyone in this commercial kind of waking out of bed. And, you know, there's the fisherman at the fish market. And he says, this is my ikigai. And I see you, David, on, you know, an interview for a podcast. You say, this is my ikigai, right? And so it's, Knowing your purpose, and even if you're not in a space to be an entrepreneur, right, or to do what you love every moment of every day, to work towards that, right, to know what it is that makes you come alive. And that's really the big, the big question uh, surrounding my business and everything I do. That's awesome. I mean, it's to, to know your purpose, uh, you know, and everybody's purpose is different. And that's, but, it, but it's to know it and to then start living it. So it, whatever your purpose is and to make those guiding. And I love all the suggestions that you made and what works for you. Uh, and, and like you said, uh, you know, it really is powerful that what works for you might not work for everybody, but that's okay. You find, or some of the versions uh, you, that you might like, and that's what we do is we take those little seeds and grow them and plant those. And, and that's really what we do is uh, planting the seeds. And that's what this show is really about is about hearing other people. So we, we're all in it together. How do we find our purpose? Our ikigai. Uh, I had never heard of that. So I, 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 that's a, you learn something new every day. And that's, that's my thing for today. Uh, yeah. I, and I appreciate that uh, because it, it, it's, it's one of those things that you do want to keep pushing your purpose. So what's one of your purposes that you're doing things for? Not only to take care of yourself, but what a, you know, to put out your message. That is exactly my purpose, is to help people find their voice and to use their voice and really to question everything. So one of my superpowers, I know it sounds simple, but the more I've kind of studied myself and I am very spiritually rooted. 
So by studying myself, again, it's whatever works for you. If it resonates, if it doesn't resonate for me, it's learning my natal chart, right? So basically where were the stars aligned when I was born? What makes me, me, right? And that's, there's so many different resources to really tap into that. For me personally, it's been your natal, my natal chart, astrology, studying the moon cycles, right? I mean, we see it every two weeks, right? There's a new moon and there's a full moon, right? And what does that mean? And where is the moon, right? In conjunction to the sun, in conjunction to the other planets, right? There is a divine design that is bigger than all of us. And I think the more we can tap into that, I think Deepak Chopra said it. I've heard him speak twice. He is one of my greatest mentors on this path. And I heard him speak in Chicago years ago. And he said, we are 0.000001% of this universe. So everything we think is important really isn't. It, It is and it isn't, right? So it's like even our purpose, it is important. But in respect to the grand divine design, we're but a speck of dust. So it's empowering, right? In a sense that we can make an impact while we're here. But I think it's also important to have perspective, right? And to zoom out, see the bigger picture and what my place in that is, right? So again, so all these tools really help me tap into my superpower, right? What makes me me? Again, the ikigai. It's, it's a diagram where you ask yourself these four simple but profound questions, right? So that's one of my superpowers is asking questions. And I inspire everybody to continue to not only question everything and everyone around you, but question yourself because that changes in every moment, right? It's just like the example. I'll give you something tangible. You can go to a gallery and you and I can look at the same painting and we'll each see the painting differently. But guess what? It's not just you and I. I can go back to that gallery tomorrow and I will see something I haven't seen before. The same painting. It could be even be the same time of day. You could write a blog. And this happened to me once. I was angry. It was the most beautiful blog I had ever written. And I forgot to hit save. And I clicked out by accident. I had all these windows open and I lost it. Could I recreate that same blog word for word? No. Maybe the theme of it, the gist of it, I could recreate. So that's what I mean. We're ever changing. We're ever changing beings. And so I think the more we can flow with that, that is what will help humanity, right? Not wanting things to be different than they are. That's what causes stress. But learning how to evolve through that experience, I think, is really important. Yeah, it's that moving the energy. And and once we realize that we're energy beings and our resistance, and that's what causes us uh, anxiety. And most of our challenges, I, you know, I also liked how you said looking in through yourself, uh, because it all starts from with us. So we could be the change. Somebody has to be that pebble. Something has to be that pebble in the larger pond of life. And when you talk about the energy of the universe, we all are flowing. Yeah, we might be that zero 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 point zero 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 one, but it's all that little bit of ripples and. Are you going to be a, a big ripple or a small ripple in the energy yeah. flow? And do you want the energy to flow well, or do you would you do you want these big waves? Do you want to create a big wave? And you know, there's a lot of you know science about it. There's a lot of discussions about it, and I I agree with you 100 percent in that we just got to find the best flow for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and everything is perspective. Right. Like even when I mentioned before, we're point oh 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 one percent of the universe. Somebody could think I'm nothing and someone else could think, wow, that's really beautiful. 
right? Again, everything is perspective, right? Even challenges in our lives. And that's a lot of what I teach, especially with mental wellness, right? Anxiety, depression is using to see that. And even in business, you know, I mentor other entrepreneurs and I always say your pain is your passion. Your challenges are there to help you. One of my very first podcast episodes is anxiety is the answer. Mm -hmm. Anxiety teaches you what you need to do, where you need to go and how you need to pivot right? Whatever is going on in your life, because it's something is creating discord in your mind, in your body, right? Something isn't working. So it just teaches you how to question yourself. Okay. What isn't working for me? What is this source of anxiety? Why am I anxious about this thing or this person? And how can I take one step right closer to number one, understanding it, right? We can't shift something unless we're aware of what's happening and then slowly kind of learning what we need, what works for us, and then continuing to replicate that, right? I always say consistency is the mother of mastery. If you want to master something, you have to keep doing it, right? Things don't happen overnight, but the more we cultivate, right, that sort of practice mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, right, it all becomes one. And then it just becomes the spirit of our life. It just becomes as ingrained as brushing our teeth. We don't think about that. We just do it. It's part of our practice, right? It's hygiene. So the same can be with mental practices, right? Neurologically, that's how our brain are wired. The more we repeat something, the more it becomes a part of the patterns in our brain, right? And I'll give you a simple example, the pandemic. We never thought about any of the stuff that we think about today over two years ago because it wasn't in existence. But now that it is, our lives have changed, right? And some people have thought of this, oh, I wish this had never happened, right? And other people have capitalized on that thinking, well, this is a new normal, right? And and I can't make it go away, but what I can do is I can move through it and I can think about my place in the world and how I can make my world, my community, my family a better place because if we all do our part, that can shift the collective consciousness. And I truly do believe that. Like I said, everything is energy, right? We are all energy beings. And so even one small ripple, right? One small pebble on your path can make that crystallized effect. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because, uh, and and when you said, you know, about practicing and the consistency, yeah, if you, if there's, if there's something you really want to be good at, you have to have that power within to actually not be good at it at the beginning, right? You have to, you want to be, you want to be an expert in something, be prepared to fail at the beginning because yeah. but learn from the failures that's the recalibration point is when you see something that didn't work out as you expected don't resist but it's an identifier it's a, it's a, it's a lesson it's a classroom to to learn some of those things and that's where the, that's really where the power is as you, as you said you know by knowing your pains really identifies your powers it magnifies it are you willing to work through your pain and learn through it like when you if you're physically lifting weights or things like that as you're working out it's going to hurt at the beginning you know you're doing things that you had not done before but once you start learning it that's where your power is that's where the magic is we'll be back in a moment well that's a nice song Hey, hey, everybody. It's me, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, the host of the LaunchCast, the co-host of Over My Dad Podcast. But more importantly, I'm here today on behalf of Launchpad 516 Studios, the podcast production company that makes those two shows, the one you're listening to now, and so many others possible. Now, 
What is Launchpad 516 Studios? Well, it's the brainchild of Launchpad 516. It's a podcast production company, and we help you from conceptualization to production, to recording, to post-production, to monetization. The key word here, let's turn that hobby, that idea into a revenue stream. But more importantly, let's get that important idea out there and get your voice heard, because that's what matters right now. Hit us up, launchpad516studios.com to find out more information or send us an email, podcast at lp516.com. DM me at Launchpad CEO on all the platforms. Let's chat. Let's get your voice heard. We're pretty good at this, guys. Don't let this offer slip by you. Later, guys. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. Everybody's an expert and everybody's not an expert at the same time, right? So again, I know it sounds like an oxymoron. Like, what do I mean by that? We're all experts at our own reality. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit and personal power for what we do know, right? Even as entrepreneurs, I could study something. I could get a certification, right? I could, I do. I have a master's degree in corporate finance, right? But what does all that mean if I'm not actually living that experience? So that makes you an expert. Your life, the way you live your life makes you an expert. But then at the same time, I believe in being humble, meaning, again, we're 0.001% of the universe. None of us are experts, right? Think about it. You know, the medicine, the innovation that we have today, we didn't even know about it how many years ago, right? Even the Internet, right? Go back to the 80s. There was no, you know, WW. We didn't walk around with smartphones every day. Like we didn't know that was possible until it was possible. And so no one's really an expert, right? We're continuously evolving. And like you said, unless we're being humble and by being humble, it's exactly what you said, beginner's mind, but constantly, even when you do become an expert, continue to go back to that. They call it Mushin, right? The beginner's mind, the Buddhists believe in that. Believe in that you're always a beginner to stay humble, to even, listen, there's nothing new, right? Even in everything that we're talking about, right? None of this is new information, but we're painting it in a new light. We're putting our own personal perspective on that. So anytime I listen to a podcast or read a book, even if I've heard these words before, I always take something new from it because I always think of beginner's mind. If I had never heard this concept before, what would it mean to me today? Because the same words can mean something totally different to you today as tomorrow, as 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, as your life changes, your perspective changes. And same with the content that you receive within that. 100%. Uh, you know, that's really one of those things. Where I always say on the show, we're all experts, but just in different subjects. And you are exactly. the expert for yourself. And that's one of the things that you can learn. So, you you know, where you have your master's degree in finance, that can help you in some areas. And you still need to learn. So, I, you know, uh, if you're a CPA, you still have to go back for continuing learning. The idea is to keep growing and expanding because you're either expanding or contracting. And that's what science really talks to us about is you're doing one or the other, living or dying and keep going. Now, one of the things I know you're, you're – we had talked about this uh, prior to the interview, um, your, your wellness practice, the Mozen uh, Wellness. So I'd love you to explain that a little bit. Or I guess maybe from my New York accent, maybe I'll just go Mozen, you know. 
There you go. Hey, I'm used to it. I live in South Florida. So <laughs> it's New York, New York of the South. So I speak New York as well. Um, but yes, Mozen actually stands for there's a deeper meaning. And then, of course, the fun and, and playful meaning Mozen, right? More Zen. But it's about finding, and we did allude and kind of lead up to it, that balance within, right? And we're never really in complete balance, right? So again, not to be a defeatist mindset. But our bodies, right, and our energies and our mind, we're shifting ever so much, even within the seven chakras, right, your sacral and your heart chakra and your third eye chakra. Sometimes they're open and sometimes they're closed, depending on, right, the human experience. So to me, balance, right, that buzzword balance, or really, let's say you're asking yourself, how can I bring myself back into balance, right? The world, everything around me has really thrown me off kilter these last couple of years, and that's exactly what I alluded to earlier. It's about embracing all of the experiences that happen to you, not just happy moments, not just moments of joy, right? But really seeing every experience as it is and questioning, why did this happen to me? Because I believe the universe, God, spirit, whatever resonates with you, never gives you something you can't handle. So everything that's happened in your life, that's why I have no regrets, has a purpose, beyond right just my greater purpose and so that's really what the spirit of mozen is about is finding that inner right physical right there's a physical balance emotional balance spiritual balance within right and using that to cultivate a sense of calm even amidst the chaos right having that ritual having that practice where you truly know yourself because i think to know thyself is the greatest gift and I'll be honest, most people think they know who they are, but they don't. They know the title. They say, I'm a wife and I'm a father and I'm a podcaster and I'm a coach, but I'm not any of those things. I'm a soul, right? right. It's really what you embody, not the role that you play. And that's a lot of what Mozen is, is about finding again, that yin yang, right? Everything in nature, everything in the cosmos is in that state of yin yang, right? The sun and the moon, yin being the feminine, and this is not a gender conversation, just feminine energy. What is feminine energy? It's ever flowing. It's like a babbling brook. It is free. It has no boundaries, right? It is effortless. It is light, right? Masculine being focused on completion, focused on completing a task. It's task-based, it's focused. So it's not that one reigns supreme, it's that we have both for a reason, just like we have males and we have females, right? That's why I say it's not really a gender conversation because I have masculine characteristics within me as you do, David, feminine, Yes, right? Everybody does. We all have that both within us. And so a lot of the work that I do is centered around knowing that. Who are you? Do you have more masculine? Do you have more feminine? What do you desire to be? Because me coming from my corporate finance career in 15 years, and the way I was raised cultivated a very masculine way of living, right? Which means I'm bold, right? I speak with confidence. It's a beautiful thing. But there are moments in my life where, again, if that's all that I am, it doesn't serve me because I need to rest. I need to set boundaries, right? For myself, I need to find these moments of flow. Creativity is a feminine act, right? But then creating tasks around it and making it happen, that's the masculine, Right. So, again, the more we learn about these concepts, it's so simple, but yet it's so powerful. As Einstein said, energy is everything. Right. And when I learned that at the very beginning of my path, it's simple, but it blew my mind. 
because everything in life is energy. Even the dollar bills and the credit cards in your wallet are energy. What you put out is what comes back, right? And so that's why, you know, even talking to women who are trying to make money in their business, right? I say how you keep your wallet, it's a really simple example, signifies how you attract or detract abundance. For instance, if your wallet is full of messy receipts and your cards are all out of place, right? Or you're not asking or telling people what you do, how do you expect to attract that abundance? Are you open to receive, right? How can you fill a home with new furniture if it's cluttered and there is no physical space to receive that? Well, the same happens emotionally, right? And that's what happens when we get blocked. We're emotionally blocked. Our chakras are blocked. Our body is blocked. We are not open to receive, which can block money coming in, which can block opportunities in business, which can block relationships, right? Why do I have discord in in my marriage? Well, maybe I don't see things from this side and the perspective of my partner, right? I say, well, how come you're not doing things my way? You know, this is how I work and we both work from home. Well, you know, why aren't you taking three hour breaks in the middle of the day? Well, that doesn't work for my husband, right? And I say this because these are all recent conversations we've had. So we never used to work from home until together until a couple of years ago. So it sounds simple, but when you take that concept and you really spread it out into every aspect of your life, personal wellness, mental, emotional, spiritual, your business, your career, relationships, your children, right? It really impacts everything, right? Even babies in a mother's womb pick up on the mother's energy, right? If a mother is stressed or always worried about everything, the baby cries, right? I don't have children, but I I know this is a fact, right? So everything, even things you don't consciously do affect other people because subconsciously we all pick up on sure, when energy. we walk into a room, we, we, we feel that energy, and, and we, yeah. we all say it, right? We all say, oh, I don't really like that person, uh, their energy, or I, I don't know why I don't like them. It, it's the energy. Yeah. It's a, with that protective energy, and we do have to have – we've had conversations on this podcast already with people who – you know, men who say you have to start embracing your feminine side and really talk about it, and that's one of the conversations which is so important because – that's one of the things that we need to do as men. You know, you can't, you know, even when I start talking about this with certain friends, they go, come on, Mary, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm okay with who I am. Uh, call me whatever you want. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. And then, you know, then they get uncomfortable because they don't want to, you know, we're not brought up that way. And the same thing with, you know, most of the time. And that's where powerful people like you. How did you find this power, this special power within Through my pain, through working through a lot of, I don't want to say, I don't like to use the word trauma, but it is childhood trauma, right? A lot of the trauma that we experience, right? And there's different types of trauma. There's little T trauma, there's big T trauma, there's collective trauma. We're all experiencing that now. And a lot of this is still taboo in in society and in the world, which is why I'm so passionate in speaking about mental health and really making that transparent for everybody because- Even people that are okay admitting, hey, I suffer from depression or I suffer from anxiety, someone else will judge and say, well, I don't. Well, we all do, right? So again, like I said before, stay humble because we all, have you ever been sad? Okay, then you were depressed, right? Again, it's just a word. It's not, right? But society and and the medical world, right? They've diagnosed everything. I actually had an amazing guest on my podcast. She is a war veteran. She was in the documentary. Uh, It's just been released on PBS called Medicating Normal. 
Mm-hmm. And it's about her journey and how and her journey aligns with mine. And that's why I'm, I'm mentioning this, not to get off topic, but her pain through prescription medication has led her to the work that she does now. She goes and speaks to other people that have been diagnosed into the system. And she says, no, I never had PTSD, right? They like to put you in a box. You have this condition and you have this, right, symptom. But really, it's just humans, right, trying to find a way to make something tangible that they didn't understand. And that's perfectly okay. Right. And I'll give you an example. We have time. We have 24 hours in a day, but there was a time in our universe that time didn't exist. Our ancestors, they didn't have clocks. They went by the sun and they went by the moon. Right. We as humans now to try to put everything in a box. So it's like you said, right. There are men that have embraced their feminine. And that's what I believe is collectively, not that we all need to move towards the feminine, but we need to make it a part of our culture to know again, that there's something bigger than what we understand. Right. But then immerse that right into the masculine. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to go off topic, but no, no, that that was perfect. Uh, Keep going. (laughs) I I like to give a a little backstory uh, and really find the deeper meaning behind everything. That is just something that, that makes me, me, but really what got me into this work again is my own personal story. Right. And there are many aspects of, of my own personal story, But mostly it's been my struggle with mental health, with anxiety, with depression, then physically being 80 plus 90 pounds overweight, which is why I'm so passionate about wellness, because I was completely out of balance. I was 80 plus 90 pounds overweight. You know, I have scars on my belly from from clothes that I've been a yo-yo for so many years that there were points where I was in denial. Oh my gosh, did I gain the weight again? Everything's getting tighter, right? That's always a sign, whether or not you get on the scale, right? You can feel that. And so that's why I say everything starts within because back then I didn't know. I just thought, oh, I like food, right? But, But why do you like the food, right? Again, Deepak wrote a beautiful book called What Are You Hungry For, right? Why do you continue to pour coffee in your cup? I actually interviewed a guest on my podcast last week and we talked for 30 minutes about coffee. I'd never really dissected coffee that deeply, but <laughs> it was interesting. I said, I drink coffee all day. And she said to me, why? Why at four o'clock are you still drinking your morning coffee? There's a comfort in that, mm-hmm. right? And so it's what are you nurturing through that? And that is what led me to the work that I do is number one, understanding myself. You know, what happened? A lot of our trauma happens from the age of seven and younger, and then we carry it. A lot of it is ingrained, right? They call it intergenerational trauma, which goes back up to seven generations. And that's why I think it's so important today that we heal ourselves because it not only affects our children, it will affect their children and their grandchildren. It's passed on. Yep. Right? Epi- epigenetics is, is so is such a thing. And that's why it's tough to break the pattern because mm-hmm. you're breaking patterns. And that's Really, one of the reasons why we talk about it here is to try to break that pattern. If you could break one of the patterns in your life, that changes all the people around you. Not only, so even if you don't have children and you you don't plan on having children, that's, you know, but all the people around you who, when they come near you, you know, they start acting differently because they, from those experiences. And that's the, that's that pebble. That's that beautiful pebble in, in, in the pond how it changes. And then if you do have children or nieces, nephews, cousins, that all becomes different by giving those the opportunity. And that's where a lot of our power 
really comes. It's not only the one moment where it all starts, and it all starts with us, but it's that beautiful butterfly effect going forward. Yes, yes, because once you know that, your choices are different, right? A lot of people are in unhappy marriages. Why? Because they found partners that are exactly like what they didn't want because it's subconscious, right? It's what they know. A lot of times you'll marry somebody that's like your father, your father or your mother. And it's like, ah, I didn't want that. I was trying to get away from that. Right. But it's, it's, it's subconscious, right? They're programming. And so, like you said, it's about breaking that cycle, even if it's just one, right. And I'm looking at your bat here in the background, right. It's getting the bat to those behaviors, right. That just don't feel like you, but somehow somebody told you that that was you. And that's a lot of what led me to the work that I do is I realize who I am now. And I stand in that. That's how I get all this power. I didn't know who I was seven years ago when I was sitting at my corporate job, making a hundred thousand thinking, oh my gosh, I'm living the life. I live in the Bay area. I have a beautiful apartment. I have a fiance, but I was miserable and dead inside, right? All of those tangible things or resume or right. Something that looks amazing on paper didn't serve me emotionally. And so a lot of what I do is helping people find that, helping them align with what serves your soul, right? What are you truly longing for in life? And how can you live that every day? Maybe it's being an entrepreneur. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's having kids. Maybe it's not. Everybody has their own thing, right? Their own purpose, their own fulfillment. Again, the Ikigai that makes them unique, right? It's not just about your purpose. It's, It's just the little quirks, the little isms. And for so many years, I told myself, that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me because I'm an introvert. Believe it or not, I have power, but I also love to be in silence and I love to be by myself, right? I call myself an introverted extrovert, Mm -hmm. but the world is not introverted. So I told myself something was wrong with me because I'm not outspoken, right? And then my parents ingrained that in me. Why don't you speak up? Why are you so quiet? You know, don't be shy. But sometimes I felt comfort in that, right? And so I think it's important to really just know who you are. And that's, that's this whole journey that led me to this and me helping others find who they are, what makes them come alive, right? How can you live your best life by knowing who you are and acting in that every day? And even after seven years, and I study this every day, I still don't think I know hundred percent who I am. I think we never will. That's, that's why we're here on earth, right? Until we figure out who we are. And what our purpose is, and some people never do, right? It's it's you. Have oh, this to is want scary. That. A lot of people you know, don't. I mean, I created a word that sort of what we're talking about, cluberty. You know, it's that process in life and figuring out. You know, how, how you get to a point in life where you're like, you have a clue. Uh, you know, you really have a clue. You really have the identity, who you are. It's not just going through life and having it all. You know, life happens at me. No, no, you are the. You get to change and you get to decide. Now, some decisions are not within our power, but then we can figure out what resources we need to to then take that power. And that's the really important part is finding the right resources and how to manage through those. But a lot of those people don't want to deal with all this stuff. They just want the quick answers. And because that, you know, yeah. that's, that's how society is working right now. And um, you know, that's a part of the challenge. It's definitely part of yeah. the challenge is, but, you know, you, you gave us some great su- suggestions, you, you know, and you're very passionate about it. So I def- definitely, and really listen to her podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes of Alive and it, it, you, it does make you alive. It gets you thought and keep growing. And it's one of those things about keep growing. Yeah, I'm passionate about because I live it, you know, and I didn't live it at a point in my life. And that's why I say I only know what it feels like to be alive because I felt dead at one point in my life. And I know there's a lot of people out there. I mean, 
the mental health crisis is rising by the day, by the moment. This pandemic has increased it 40, 50%. You know, I talked about this. I'm very entwined with the PodFest community. And I've done a couple of talks about how podcasting, right? Again, to give you a tangible tool, everyone listening to this podcast right now is helping their mental health, Mm -hmm. right? Even by just tuning into a podcast or listening to your favorite song, right? Again, music, sound healing, sound therapy, being in nature, right? The concept of forest bathing, right? Doing these things, energy, right? Ways to connect to energy that feels aligned, right? And so many people are suffering. And I I think that first step through that is to start living it. Stop thinking about what you want and take that first step. Like you said, David, not everybody's in that position, right? I was there when I was in my corporate job that, you know, and why most people stay in soul sucking jobs is, is for money, right? They have children, they have obligations, they have a mortgage. I can't just do what you did, Jessica, right? And you know what? I couldn't have done it at the time either. I lived in San Francisco, the most expensive, one of the most expensive cities in the United States. I didn't even know how I was going to make rent most days. My husband and I, I put him in that situation too, and he's definitely not a risk taker. So I got somebody else involved, but I'm here seven years later telling you that I survived it, telling you that that made me stronger, right? That's why I'm so passionate about it because I've lived it. That's why I always say, don't believe me, but try it. Try it for your life. Try one thing. Try listening to one podcast and one takeaway from each episode and just go act on it right? If you want to be an author, right? Well, start, start journaling, start free writing, right? It's, it's very simple, but as humans, we make everything so complicated, right? And then maybe start doing research, you know, do I need to get a publisher or do I want to self-publish, right? What am I going to write about? What would the chapters look like? Again, we make everything so complicated, but it really, really is simple. If you strip it, like you said, beginner's mind, go back to the beginning, right? And continue to take those steps, because guess what? Taking that first step, the universe is going to show you the next step and show you the next step. And that's why when you connected with me and asked me to be on the show, I said, sure, because I never know this is going to go somewhere. I know it will, right? Every choice, every decision, every connection, right? I say yes to. And a beautiful book, one of my favorite books that really embodies this is Michael Singer's The Surrender Experiment. Mm -hmm. And it's a true story, right? Where he just continued, and I'm, I'm not a yes person, I do believe in boundaries, But he said yes to everything because he believed that there was there for a purpose. Somebody connected with him for a reason. That's how I've attracted all the business, right? In the work that I do is just random, random encounters, random synchronicity. Someone messages me or they like my post. And I'm like, well, there's a reason for that. Like, let's see what's here. And sometimes there's nothing and people are closed off. And sometimes there is, but it's that exploration. I think that really embodies, right? Being alive. Yep. No, I definitely agree. And that's what we talked about growth. Uh, it, it all leads that exploration. You should always, that's why anybody who contacts me, I always like to have a conversation and just, you don't know where it's going to go. Uh, you know, people have told me I collect people, but I'm like, you know, you never know how I can say, Hey, Jessica, if you need a guest or I need a guest, can we have that conversation? And it doesn't mean that it's all, it's all exchangeable, but it's also just nice to listen to another podcast. So I know, you know when I listen to your podcast to make sure that we would be a, a great fit and you know, I want to thank you again for your time, but it's, uh, you know, like it, it fits. It wasn't like, oh, we have to fit it, make it fit. It, it really flowed, and uh, I, I do thank your time. And I know, you know I always respect the, everybody's time. We're, we're getting close to the time of, of the episode. Uh, would you like to leave us with any final messages? I do. I want 
again, I believe in questioning, right, everything. And, and I alluded to that earlier, but I want to leave everybody with the golden nugget. And I actually had a guest on one of my shows. I, this is the last question I ask all my guests. So I'm going to end with me saying that to you on your podcast is the question, what makes you come alive? Go do that. Mm-hmm. Right. What makes you come alive? Listening to podcasts makes me come alive. Like I was a listener before I became a podcaster. Right. Reading books makes me come alive. Right. I had a ritual as a child every Tuesday where my mother would take me to the library, rain or shine. And Lord knows it does rain in Florida, <laughs> torrential rain. But it was like that non-negotiable for me. And now I realize why I love to read because I'm a writer. It's ingrained in me. Right. So it's like everything has that mirror image. And, and so I want to leave people with that thought like the things that you love, the things that make you come alive, your thoughts, like none of it's random, write it down. Mark Nepo has this beautiful exercise where anytime you have a random thought and I do the same, I open my notes app on my iPhone and I just write it down. Maybe it's a quote that I read. Maybe it's just a random word that popped in my head, like vibrant. Mm. And then that became something, right? Well, what does vibrant mean to me? Okay. Now, how do I envision living it? Okay. Now, how do I envision teaching that? And then it became one of my programs, right? And I stared at a beautiful piece of artwork that I'm looking at right now in my office. It says live vibrant. And it's that pride that like from one word that just came as a divine download when I was on a walk in nature became something. Like I always say, I want to leave a legacy. And I think everyone should leave a legacy in this life, right? Not everybody's going to become Deepak Chopra, right? Or Tony Robbins, right? Or Oprah Winfrey or Marie Forleo. But We can make an impact in our own way, even in our own community or in our own family, right? And so asking yourself, what is that legacy you want to leave, right? What makes you come alive, right? And just just go do that. And I'll share this one last quote with you that really captures us all. I have it right here on my desk. It says, if a story is in you, it has to come out. And it's by William Faulkner. That's awesome. And I really believe that. You know, you have to find, because I remember having a conversation as well about, you know, I, I, in a corporate world, uh, you know, I had a great job. I, I still do. I'm still there. Um, it's fine. It, it's, it's a great job. I like, I'm, I like the challenges. Does it feed me? Physically, yes. It, it helps bring in the food. But at the end of the day, this is the stuff that, that, that really charges me. I could talk about this charity work and, and all that helping out. And that's, you know, one of the legacies I want to leave is how many people I helped, not and, and I assisted. I didn't do anything. I'm just there at the right time. You know, it's that centering myself to make sure I'm there, but it's not about me. It's about the assistance that we help each other along the way. Yes, yes, yes. And that's so beautiful. And that's honestly, you talk about connecting and what makes me say yes. It was that. It was the charity. Like I give back consistently, right? Mm-hmm. Every a portion of everything that I make in my business and all the work that I do goes back to meaning things that are meaningful to me. Right. And that varies every single month necessarily where that goes. Mostly I'm very passionate about mental health. So to write love on her arms is a beautiful charity as well as the mental health foundation in the UK. Those are two I'm very passionate about um, as well as children's health. So St. Jude's and then the children's hospital. I used to live in Chicago. So I used to donate frequently to the Chicago children's hospital. These are things I'm passionate about. That's our future. That's our children. Right. And so, like you said that so beautifully, um, you know, that's how I found you is I knew you give back, right? And maybe you're not in that space now, but, but you will be because you're taking steps. You have a podcast, you know, and that's what I teach people every single day. I didn't go all in right away either, right? Even though I quit my job, I still had a part-time job so I could make the bills while I was doing this, 
right? But it's just taking that first step, right? And continuing to, to cultivate that. So you don't, you know, wake up when you're 85 and you're saying, gosh, why didn't I do that? Yeah, right? you, you don't want to leave any regrets. Leave nothing on the table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll we'll end the episode. And I just want to say thank you for all the en- energy. Well, if you want to come on back, I mean, obviously we've just scratched the surface of, of who you are and all the knowledge that you have. And anytime you want to share that, and everybody else, just make sure that you share your peace and love. And you know, if you need to bring a bat, nonviolence. I always make sure we say that. But you know, hit your sweet spot and just knock it out of the park. Have a great day. Thank you. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.